0: Yes, we're back again. Uh, going to start uh, right. I'm going to get into it right away. I'm uh, reading to you uh, an excerpt from uh, a novel of mine that was uh, published years ago called "The Story of Michael," and it's, it involves a young a young man who travels to Nigeria to search for his missing, uh, kidnapped girlfriend. It's actually it's actually a sequel to the story of Kaya. If for any of you who uh, find time to visit my Amazon page, you will find it there. Just go on Amazon and uh, search my name, Damien soul and uh, my stuff will pop up right away. So, uh, uh, without further ado, let's uh, let's get this thing started. Okay, here we go. It looked like a tuxedo party to me. Nearly all the men in the room were in a white or black tuxedo, except Olushango and myself. There were lots of white couples there with their wives, everybody sipping wine, conversing, laughing, looking here and there. Soft music played above our heads. We were in a large ballroom, The furniture was arranged in a sort of wide circle formation with a set of long chairs aligned head to toe in the center like a long eye. Nobody sat on the long chairs. I looked around and couldn't find Olu anywhere, though I saw Anya and Heidi mingling with the crowd, laughing and talking as if they were familiar with the people here. I noticed there were some white men walking about, serving drinks on trees. They were naked except for the pair of long clothes they wore that covered their crotch region. Neither seemed to care as to their nakedness. One of them stopped in front of me and asked if I cared for some champagne. He offered me a glass of bubbly before moving along past me. I watched him go cringing with revulsion at the sight of his long cloth, barely covering his ass cheeks. So repulsed was I, I wondered if this was some gay enclave had allowed Olu to bring me to. If it were, then how come the white women? I wandered amongst the crowd, said hello to several before finding myself a couch and sat on it with my drink still in my hand. I turned to my left and there was some older man seated there, sipping wine off his glass. He looked to be in his forties. We exchanged handshake and I found out he was an American. Tim Simmons, he introduced himself. Michael Pema. This is some strange party, I said. He smiled. Don't get down about it. The fun part hasn't even begun. We kept talking. One of the naked white men servants came and filled our glass before heading over to do the same to some group of women who stood chatting with each other. Tim pointed out his wife, Monica, to me, standing across the room, chatting and laughing with some other white woman. "'What's the deal with the naked white men?' I said to Tim. "'Is this some crazy party or something?' You don't know about this party? I shook my head. Some black guy, Olu Shango, was the one who brought me here along with two other women. The man looked at me with amazement. You came here with Shango? Is that what you just said? He turned his head all around the room, looking for whom I just mentioned. He's not here. He's probably upstairs getting ready, he said. I was confused now. Getting ready for what? What did you say was going to happen afterwards? I was confused now. Getting ready for what? What did you say was going to happen afterwards? Excuse me. He drained his glass and got up, leaving me still confused over whatever was about to happen. He went over to where his wife was and whispered into her ear. Her features appeared delighted with whatever he had told her, and she too shared it with her friends as he then left her and went to a gathering of other white men and talked to them. Someone came and sat next to me. It was Heidi. Having a good time, she asked. Having a swell time. What are you doing here? What does it look like? I'm waiting for the party to begin. It should happen any time from now. The boys ought to be coming out soon. What boys? I'm still mad at what you did to me, she said. I thought she was joking. You are mad at me after I have seen you sucking a loose cock in the limo we rode. Don't take that personal. Anya and I don't fuck white boys. Not since we hooked up with Master Shango what what did you just call him he's our black master she looked at me as if i was dumb in a way i was what does that mean he's your black master Where is he some karate belt black belt sex freak bodybuilder or something and if you say you don't fuck white guys then what were we doing in the bathroom then i wanted to suck your cock she declared what did we think what did you think we were doing besides that? I'll see you when the party's over. She got up and left me sitting there looking and feeling like the world's biggest fool. I finished my drink. I noticed the white men were now leaving the room. I saw some kiss their wives before trooping out. The black men in the room remained as they were till it was just them and the white women and they were nearly all in equal number. Some time later, the lights in the room dimmed. The soft music that had earlier been playing died away, and a drum roll sounded like something about to reveal itself on a stage. I got up from where I sat as several of the naked white men came and started pushing aside the furniture, leaving just a long line of chairs in the center of the room, one of them set a podium stand in front of the long chairs. Myself and everybody else stood further away from the center of the room. A black man in a priest's cloth, holding a Bible, approached the podium. The lights became bright once again, and I saw it was Olushango himself. A church hymn began to play, the familiar church tune announcing that a wedding was about to take place. I was still craving for answers at whatever was about to happen when a double door at the other side of the room opened and a marriage procession strolled into the ballroom. A white man, probably in his fifties or late forties, with grey hair and naked except for the similar long cloth he was wearing, escorted a white woman, his daughter into the room. She wore a white wedding dress. A trail of five bridesmaids followed them, holding flower bouquets. The bridesmaids all wore similar bras, panties, and nylon stockings, and garter belts, and high heels. Behind the bridesmaids came a trail of white men, the same white men who had earlier been in the room, all dressed in lion-cloth attire. It had the atmosphere of some strange, gothic wedding. I must have felt my jaw hit the ground. I rubbed a hand over my eyes to make sure I wasn't seeing things. The white men stopped and watched as the procession went on towards the podium. From another doorway, the other side of the room, a white man dressed in similar outfits walked into the room, followed behind by a group of black men who then came and stopped at the other side of the podium. The white women all seemed to blush from the sight of the near naked black men. Their skin glistened f- f- with some oily sheen. They wore speedos with noticeable bulges in the middle. The older man let go of his daughter's arm and handed her to the younger white man who just entered the room, and he then went to join the gathered naked white men at the back of the procession to watch. My eyes went back and forth at everybody in the room, and I wondered if everyone in there was insane or getting close to it. What sort of debauchery was this? Olushango, the man dressed in the priest's clothing, began to officiate. The hymn music died to a low murmur. Ladies and gents, he spoke out loud, white married sluts and married white boys as well. We are gathered here to witness the marriage and submission of Wendy Parks from Rhode Island to Donald Murray from Chicago. Anyone who don't think this event should take place, speak right now and get out or shut the fuck up forever. Nobody in the room said anything. Good. Now, would the ring bearers step forward? One of the bridesmaids and one of the black men from the groom's section came forward and handed the pair of rings to the groom and bride. The room was quiet. You could hear a pin drop. Shango officiated on the couple, saying their marriage vows. It was something I'd never heard before ever in my life. The groom, I swear and promise on my honor and life to love and cherish you with all my heart, to submit to you, to be your unswerving, sissy white boy, to perform whatever cock-hobby duties you demand of me and never deny your need, and desires to your black master, also to uphold whatever demands that's required to keep you and him happy and together. He slipped his ring into her finger. The Bride I swear and promise on my honor and life to love and cherish you with all my heart and soul, to dominate you in whichever means I'm meant to to keep you in line in faith and duty to whatever demands and desires my Black Master wants of me, and make sure we remain submissive and devoted to his love together." She slipped her ring into his finger. Behind me, I heard one of the women exhale like she was watching a heartfelt scene in a soap opera drama. I saw one of the two, one or two of the bridesmaids, holding a handkerchief to their eyes. It was crazy. By the power vested in, vested in me, Olushango's voice boomed out. I now pronounce pronounce you man and wife. You may now kiss the bride. Loud cheers, hurrahs, and handclaps went off in the room as the newly wedded couple shared a brief kiss. Two of the white men's servants came forward and lifted the podium away. Olushango took off his priestly robe and threw it aside. He stood naked underneath, wearing speedos too, the bulge in his crotch apparent. And now, as your black master concerned, You are both going to fulfill your matrimonial duties to me. On your knees, both of you. The groom and bride did as he ordered them to and knelt before him. The bride cast her bouquet over her head. One of her bridesmaids caught it. Olu seemed to be enjoying himself. I couldn't believe I was in that room at that place at such moment in time, watching what was about to happen. "'Take down my speedos and worship me,' he said to the couple. Groom and bride, white husband and white wife, I watched as they pulled down his speedo pants, and the room went in awe as his cock fell out into full view. His cock seemed to have grown in size since last time I saw him wielding it. The wife held his cock to her face with what looked like love, she wrapped her mouth around his shaft and pulled back on it. It gave a slight pop sound. She sucked on it some more. Then I watched horrified, as she passed it to her hubby. I watched the white married groom suck Shango's cock, just as his wife had done while everyone in the room washed. He passed his cock back to the wife and she resumed sucking it. Shango held their heads in both hands and thrust his cock back and forth between their lips. Both of them slobbered over his cock's false skin like the world's most edible banana. He pulled the bride up to her feet and pushed down the top of her white dress and sucked on her breast while her husband went on sucking his cock. Two black men from the groom's train came over and ran their hands over the bride's backside as the groom moved back away from them. The bride went back on her knees and took tongues, sucking Shango's cock and the other two black men's shaft. One of the black men pulled the groom's head towards his crotch and he was sucking his black cock within seconds. "'Don't she look beautiful?' I turned to look who it was that said that to me and was surprised to see it was Anya smiling at me. She had her glass between her lips and rolled her tongue seductively over the rim, and flashed her eyes at me in a sort of common gesture. Yes, yes she does, it was all I could say. She giggled. I'd love to find me a white hobby to marry like this. Our bet. Shango now had the bride bent over, reclining against one of the other black men who held on to her. I watched her suck the black man's cock while Shango fucked her from behind. She had a mouthful of the man's cock in her mouth, but that didn't stop her noise from escaping her mouth. I could hear her loud and clear from where I stood. The smell of sex pervaded the room like an aftershave lotion. Around me, the crowd in the room cheered what was happening. I looked at them as if they'd all gone mad. Yet, something strange was happening to me. The squirming down in my crotch was getting harder and harder. I couldn't stem it down. I looked around and saw that some of the white women... Even the bridesmaids were busy fingering and caressing themselves as they washed. Some were kissing the black men standing beside them. The white men, all near naked in their long cloths, stroked their pricks. I couldn't help grabbing my jeans crotch while I continued to watch what was happening. The brides' cries now enveloped the room shangu groaned behind her his hands held her arms hard and strong her dress packed in a parachute-like fold over her backside while he kept fucking her her hobby was sucking two cocks of the other black men before him his wife kept hollering and whimpering from the sex she was getting Shango gave a final cry and brought her down to her knees And we all watched with awe as he squirted his comb and sprayed it over her face. It was mesmerizing and everybody in the room moaned as they watched it happen. Some of them whipped out their cell phones and took snapshots of the moment. They needn't have bothered as I observed a three-man camera crew walking in and out of the rim of the event Capturing every intimate moment on film. The bride licked his prick when he was done, her face covered with his comb. Her hobby came to her, and he helped lick off some of Shango's spam from her face and shared it with her. The room exploded with a standing ovation after that. The moment seemed to seal their marriage. I too couldn't help being moved by it. Now the black men came and arranged themselves and stood on top of the long set of chairs facing us. They had removed their speedo pants and all the women in the room marveled at the sight of erect black penises staring at them. There were seven black men in number, aside from the ones standing with the crowd shango had amazingly recovered from his sex bout and was standing beside the long chairs facing the crowd still authoritative even when naked all right now it's time to get this party started this is to the bridesmaids and the white boys in the room you all know what's expected of you so get to it he clapped his hands and that sort of sent off. A near stampede as the flock of bridesmaids and the white men in the long cloths hurried over to stand before the black men on the long bench to soak their pricks. There was one bridesmaid and one white hobby to each black cock standing on the long bench, and even that wasn't enough. Several of the black men had two white women sharing his cock with one of the white men struggling to sneak in a taste. It was like watching children fight over candy bars. Hey there, buddy. I nearly jumped as someone tapped my shoulder from behind. It was the American guy whom I'd earlier been conversing with, Tim Simmons. He, too, looked like other white men in the room, was dressed in his long clothes, grinning at me. You enjoying the show? He asked me. I nodded. Looks like this is the party, right? Oh yeah, but it's just getting started. My wife is one of the bridesmaids, and I'd better go join her. Catch you later. He left me and went to join the melee that was taking place in the center of the living room. I found myself a chair and sat my weak self down. My mind and my eyes whirled like crazy as I watched the congregation of white men and white women feasting upon whichever black cock they could find in the room. It was the uh, the most outrageous type of orgy I'd ever seen. The ones who'd been standing and watching were now attacking the black men next to them. Everywhere I saw clothes flying off bodies. I saw naked white women sucking cock and some getting fucked as well. The camera crew trained their lights over the spectacle and walked here and there, filming the action. I looked out for Shango. There he sat on a couch with two bridesmaids taking turns sucking his monster dick while the bride herself stood over his face with his head buried between her legs. Her hubby knelt beside them, stroking his meat and licking his lips. The women made room for the husband to come suck his cock while they kissed their way up his crotch and torso. Shango had his hands on the bride's ass cheeks. She had gotten out of her dress except for her wedding veil that was on her head, and I could see his tongue lapping up and down her pussy while she righted above him. One of the bridesmaids pushed her hobby aside, and then she mounted his cock and proceeded to ride him. The husband kissed Shango's feet, while the white woman rocked her buttocks on his cock, screaming out her pleasure. Except for the air conditioner pour- pouring cold air into the room, everywhere reeked of cum, sweat, and every other maleficent smell I could think of associated with sex. The camera crew were torn between recording Shango fucking the bride as well as filming the rest of the orgy that was ongoing in the room. Some of the black men took the women they were with out of the room, probably heading upstairs. Others remained there. Bodies mingled and fought over each other. The white women bent over each other's pussy while a black man hammered them from behind. I saw Heidi taking a black dick from behind and loving it. She was on her knees and had her face pressed down between those of another white woman. I looked around for Anya and couldn't spot her. She was either in the room or had followed one of the men upstairs. I did see the American fellow Tim Simmons. A black man was busy thrusting his cock in and out of his mouth, while another white woman, his wife probably, knelt beside him, awaiting her turn. The air was getting thick for me. I felt like one choking. Plus, I'd had enough of this sex-crazed event I was seeing. I got up and headed towards the doorway from which we had come in. I practically ran towards it. Yeah, we're going to stop there right now. I uh, hope you enjoyed that excerpt. Like I said, once again, it's, it's taken from uh, one of my earlier published novels, The Story of Michael, which you can find on my website, com, and also on uh, Amazon, iTunes, and... Uh, and odd and other book book buying sites like on Barnes and Noble. Yes, you can find it there. Uh just to let you guys know, um I'll be making a travel trip very soon. I'll be I won't be I won't be um I won't be around to make any new episodes for now 'cause I'll be I'll be busy on a trip to the US. Um but uh, my social media will definitely be getting more updates. So you all know where you can find me. Follow me on um, Twitter at the Soul TheSoulDamion. Uh, you can find find my works on uh, soundcloud.com forward slash DamionTheSoul. Uh, you can find me on uh, Tumblr, on Instagram as uh, Damien the Soul, And if you want, you can drop me an email Uh, Email me at shango1615 at icloud.com. Once again, that's shango1615 at icloud.com. I'll be leaving the details at the end of this episode. So uh, thank you for spending time to enjoy this uh, episode. And I hope by the time I return from my American trip, I'll have... I will have made uh, new stories to present to you, also to post on my medium page and during my trip, I hope to meet some of you because I know a lot of you would love to have a black master in your home and um, if you if you if you are interested, just get in touch with me, send me an email or drop me a message. I'll always have time to correspond with you no matter no matter what. So uh I uh, know uh, also uh, so um, that's just about it thanks for thanks for your time I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode and if you like if, if you go on uh, soundcloud or spreaker.com you'll find my other past uh, episodes so once again it's been a pleasure.